this is Captain Lee, and you're listening to the Andertons Podcast. everybody, it's Lee from Anderton's TV here, and today it is my massive pleasure to uh, be interviewing a chap called Joey Landreth from an amazing band called the Brothers Landreth, and you're over in the UK touring at the moment. Um, so, 
tell us a little bit about uh, the, the band and, and uh, you know, what you're going to do over in the UK and the, the vibe. And if people are interested in hearing the music, you know, what are they going to, what, what kind of vibe is it? Yeah, the band is, uh, we're, um, it's my brother and I, uh, we're both sort of sidemen on the Canadian scene for uh, quite a number of years. And well, the, the entire length of our, both of our careers as musicians. And uh, the band was just sort of born... Um, when my brother and I had an idea to try to write some tunes together, just just because you know we need an excuse to hang out, and and it very quickly became our main gig. And it's kind of, you know, in in the U.S. they uh, we kind of fit underneath the Americana umbrella, and in Canada there isn't it's not really recognized as mm. a genre. So we're just kind of a roots band in Canada. But it's basically I, I kind of when people ask us what what the vibe of the band is, I usually say it's like um, if you flip through like the first 15 records in my parents' record pile. That's kind of what we are. So a lot of Little Feet, um, some uh, uh, John Hyatt, and yeah. we, love, we love love that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, little Steely Dan, little Robin Ford, little, yeah. uh, little, a little uh, Sonny Landreth, who we're not related to yes. at all, but uh, just because of the namesake, grew up listening to him a lot. And he played, uh, he played on our dad's record in the 90s. So he's kind of always... Dad was a musician as well, was he? That's right. Right, okay. Yeah, and so so Sonny was always just sort of like a, a hero in the household. It was like that, that you know, um, legend of the time that Sonny came and played on Dad's record, yeah. and it's, it's famous in, well, our, in our house. I mean, I, I said to you before, it's, it, it's um, sort of summer of 2015. I get this email from uh, one of the sales reps, you know, he, we, and we all share, you know, music that we love, and he's like... You've got the, the new band, you're going to love this band like that. So, of course, I'm downloading the um, Let It Lie album and I'm sort of listening just going, this is incredible. And, and, and then it went like wildfire through all the, the, the guitar community that I know. Everyone's awesome. Like. And it was, I don't know, I mean, I, I, I suppose when I heard it, I guess it reminded me of kind of like a, a, a sort of a laid back, more relaxed kind of Black Crowsy kind of vibe. Cool. Um, and there's... You know, instant comparisons to perhaps some of the, the the sort of more countryfied John Mayer stuff that was happening sort of recently. So I mean, serious, you know, like proper guitar band stuff. But you were saying that the the album's actually not that new, you know, which is kind of so it freaked me out a bit that 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 you know no one had kind of we'd only really discovered you six months ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the record came out in Canada independently in uh, September of 2013, and. Um, yeah, it, would, it just sort of took us a while to get it around. I mean, we 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 released it on our own uh, in Canada first, and then we kind of went. We we got to a point where we had done a couple tours in Canada. We toured the west, we toured the east a little bit. We were like, well, where do we go next? Well, we we should do what every Canadian band does. We should go to Nashville and have our hearts broken and come come back with our tails between our legs and get back to work. And we went down we, for three days, some friends helped us sh set up a couple showcases and we came back with a record deal, <laughs> which was not what we were planning at all. Uh, so it was kind of like the, you know, this is not how this works, but we'll take it. So uh, so then we, we released the record properly in the US and, uh, and, and with our record deal in a, the US came, uh, I, uh, they also released it in the UK and Ireland, yeah. uh, and then they, so they staggered the release a little bit later. So it's just kind of like step by step by step. Yeah. The records just continue to get pushed. Like, oh, we got to tour another place, and we're yeah. doing Australia next month. So it's so it's just like you know, by the time it's the record that never ends, really. 
Well, and <laughs> it's got that lovely timeless kind of feel to it as well. I think that I don't, I don't really listen to it and think to myself, oh yeah, that's kind of, um, you know, that's cool now, but maybe in two years time. Oh, thank maybe, you. It's got that just. It's just for me. It's going to be one of those albums that. I think I could just carry on listening to over. Well, it works over out in our benefit, then I guess. We yeah, absolutely. Keep, keep doing it. No, we're just, just, just <laughs> brand new. Yeah. Um, so, look, when did you first pick up a guitar, then? Because I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're still a, a wee whippersnapper, aren't you? I mean, you're not, you haven't <laughs> even hit the big three zero yet, have not, you? Not, like, not yet. Not yet. And uh, I mean, you got some skills, and I, so where did where did that all kind of come from? Well, I, I grew up in a really musical household. Our, our um, my dad's side of the family is all musical. My dad was a touring musician when we were growing up. So there's always music around, lots of music on the stereo and guitars and pianos and basses and harmonicas and stuff like yeah. that growing up. So I picked up a guitar for the first time when I was eight right? and, and started taking some lessons with my dad. Just and an old acoustic guitar or was it? The, no, yeah. my first guitar was uh, was actually a Telecaster that he found in a, in a friend of his found in a dumpster. Brilliant. Like garbage guitar, you know, had some broken tuning pegs, needed some love, so my dad fixed it up. And is that, that, is that why you ended up playing slide? Because that first guitar probably had an action on it. It's kind of like this. It was like nothing you could do but play slide. Yeah, no, you know what actually is kind of funny is that, uh, well, I, I should say my first guitar when I, was, I had when I was a really little kid, and it was, uh, it was a tenor guitar, and at that point my hands were too small, and so my dad gave me an old bushing from a, from a semi-truck or something like that. And just said, here, fart around with this. And so there's pictures of me playing slide guitar, even with the slide on my index finger yeah. as like a five or four or five year old kid. I didn't actually, I wasn't actually playing, I was just noodling. But So it's, there's, a, there's a bit of foreshadowing there, I guess. Um, but I didn't start playing slide until, or, or re like seriously playing slide until about five years ago. Right. Oh, really? And it was just kind of like, I've always gone through like phases as a guitar player. Like I was really, really into fusion for a long time. So like, like a weather report and oh, I, uh, you know. I thought you meant like as in you know like some sort of metal fusion. And I was no. suddenly had this thing of like going. I can't imagine him with a gigantic hair and spandex like <laughs> no. double tapping. No, different no fusion. Different fusion. Different okay. fusion. So um, and yeah, and then it, it, I just kind of I took that as far as my interest could take me. Um, and uh, I was I was playing in a lot of country bands as well, and and just sort of like one day I started noodling around with the slide, and it really it really kind of spoke to me and I, I you know, eventually I, I transitioned into open tunings. I was about to say, is that it, the slide came first and then the open tunings yeah. as a result of that, right? Yeah, I started playing in open tunings because in, in standard tuning, um, this lick, oops, is really hard to do. Like, it, you end up having to tramp, like, right. go across like four frets. What um, are you in now, C, open C? Open C, but it's like the same as open E, the same, right. like one, five, one, three, five, one. But, uh, but absolutely everything else in this tuning is much harder. <laughs> like, like nothing else translates except for... Um, so It's worth it though, just for that one... It, it really, really is, because otherwise you're going like, I mean, how do you... It's not, it just doesn't have the same feel. Um, but yeah, so that, that's kind of where that came from. And I, um... I, I was carting around guitars, like one in standard, one in open tuning for a long time, and I uh, just got tired of it. So I, I eventually started taking open tuned guitars to more and more gigs as I felt more comfortable with, with the tuning. Okay. Until eventually it was, until eventually I just didn't need the standard tuned guitar, it was comfy enough in the tuning that I could get by. 
I, I was going to say on, on the, the open tuning thing, because mm -hmm. if, if you don't have now a guitar that's in standard tuning, I guess you, you don't do the whole set for, for Brothers Landris on one open tuning, though, do you? Or yeah. It's the whole thing. I, I now have a, I have a guitar in C and I have a guitar in D. And the other guitarist just has the same tuning, or are you able to sort of kind of? Uh, Ariel is a standard tuned guitar, guitar guy, but he he uh, from time to time will play. He's quite proficient in open tuning as well. So like certain songs, sometimes if we like if we're doing a hometown gig, he'll bring a rack of guitars. Right. When we're traveling, he we both just travel with two two guitars. Um, how do you share the duties then? In, in you know, is, would you, is one of you kind of there's no there isn't really like a rhythm and lead guitarist. No, no, we, we just kind of we just kind of switch off. And I'm, I mean, certain tunes where they've just kind of progressed, where you know, it might be a song song where I did most of the soloing, and then all of a sudden, you know, one night we were just feeling it, and so I threw it over to him, and it was like, ah, you should play that one. You should play that one. So I mean, it's it's kind of sort of developed into its own thing. Is it quite a rigid? Um, is the sort of solo format quite a sort of, you know, you always play the same solo for every song or are you kind of just going, look, I'm just going to feel it and see where it goes? Some of them are totally open-ended and some of them are, are um, you know, songs like Let It Lie um, and uh, Made Up Mind and stuff like that. I'll play the, I'll play the solos note for Made note up, for Made up Mind was the, on my first listen, Made Up Mind was the one that just went, that's, just a stellar track and then kind of like you listen to it over and over and some of it the, there's a, certainly let it lie is, is, a, is a beautiful song and there's a couple of other growers on there but if you're oh, just you. if you're just a fan of killer guitar playing and i mean in a kind of like a bluesy country way not like in a steve Vai sort of way yeah made, made up mine is a, is such a track oh um, thank you thank you it's a great great tune uh look let's nerd out and let's you know, do it let's just <laughs> nerd out because okay. i love seeing these kind of uh, guitars that have obviously come together for a reason and have ended up being quite different to, you know, like a stock off-the-shelf guitar. Yeah. So this is, this is number one, is it? This is, this is, this this is, is this the is weapon number, of choice. This is number one right now. There's always, the, um, it kind of trades off between the other guitar that I tour with, which yeah. I sh at some point should, should take yeah, out absolutely. and show, show you. Absolutely. Um, but uh, yeah, this is, this is number one right now, and this was like a... There's a friend of mine owns a guitar shop in Saskatoon, uh, Canada, and um, called Village Guitar and Amps, and it's also a great venue. Yeah. And one day we were in there playing, and I saw this on the wall, and it didn't have this uh, scratch plate on it, um, but it had these Goldfoil pickups in it, um, and uh, I'm a big Ry Cooter fan, and Ry Cooter is a, a massive proponent for uh, or user of this pickup, this per particular and is that Tiesco. A, is, is this a single coil pickup or a humbucker or what? What is it? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, single coil. They they're kind of they're they're a little bit. No, the, this one. This one is single coil. Is, is your, so how does your switching work then? I oh, just, this is this is silly. Uh, oh, I see. Because I'm going. Hang on, he's not on the front pickup, but he, you obviously know your guitar better than I do. <laughs> so this is this is the neck pickup. And then in the and then this is the middle between the two bridge pickup, and then this is half out of phase, and then this is uh, with a bass dump on the neck pickup. So this this was I I saw it on Twitter on uh, maybe Premier Guitar or something. Mm -hmm. Somebody said uh, you know take your your two pickup guitar and make it kind of sound like a Strat. And on this guitar it doesn't actually really 
sound like a Strat at all. Just I think the baritone strings. I mean, maybe. I mean, maybe a little bit, but it's just kind of. You don't have that sort of go-to, you know, back pickup for your sort of solo-y kind of thing. You've got to, you've obviously got to be fairly careful with that, haven't you? It's kind of, I'm, it's kind of a pain in the ass to be honest. <laughs> it was it was just one of those experiments. Like uh, I got a soldering iron uh, and a five-way switch. I think I can do that. And I just I I probably at some point will just take it back to being a yeah. normal three-way. Um, I, I love it. We, I get the odd customer that comes in and says, "Look, look what I've done to my guitar, and it's got 17 different switches." And you pull this out, and it's like, and then you do this, and because and and, then, and you just go, "Man, that must just be a complete nightmare." It's, just it's like... a disaster. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm I've definitely been that guy. I try to keep it simple now, but I couldn't I couldn't help myself. I had to try this this motto. And like I said, like it's kind of neat. Like when in our set list. We do two songs where we uh, we just sing around a condenser microphone and and because there's a lot of like there's four part harmony a yeah. lot of singing in, in the band, um, so that's kind of a moment in our set list. And a lot of times, um, because of the nature of this guitar being so low, that when I play on the neck pickup, it's actually kind of too bassy for those yeah. moments. Yeah. So this was kind of the half like it kind of dumps yeah. half of the low end off, and it ends up working out sort of sonically for our sound guy. He's not frantically having to like high pass yeah. absolutely everything on the stage in order to get it out of the mix <clears throat> for those moments. So so it kind of works out, but I mean, yeah, at the end of the day, it's uh, trying to get it into the bridge position is... And so we think this is a single coil of some sort and so's this and... Yeah, they're kind of they're kind of beefier. I mean, I'm... I'm is I, it almost like a Gretschy kind of vibe? I'm, I'm trying to sort of... I've never even... I've never really seen these pickups before. I don't here, know so. a ton about them mm -hmm. other than I really like kind of what they do sonically. I know that there's like the people like uh, Lawler has recreated right. them. Uh, Mojo Tone has done some and it's kind of like they, they use 40 gauge wire right. and um, there's there's some pretty specific stuff that, that I've, goes I've into them. I've never heard a guitar with Lawler pickups on it sound bad. It's like so, he, he, he really knows what he's doing. Yeah, yeah, he does. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, like it's kind of it's 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 thicker sounding than a single coil. Uh, it but it's still kind of got the single coily kind of definition. And what have we got? We got a sort of standard strap tail piece, but completely yep. blocked off. Is that or no? No. Just, oh, okay. So, yeah. but you just don't use it. You just. I just don't. I mean, if uh, I the only reason why I don't use it is because I couldn't find a bar that fits in there. Otherwise, Do you want to I have might. A look for you before we go, I might have a spare one. Sure. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. What is it? Just a, a modern C-shaped kind of neck, and or is it kind of a bit chunkier than that? I uh, I don't know. Oh, that's a tiny. No, there's a V. There's, there's a like a, a v pronounced there, yeah. V on the back, yeah. isn't there? So it's more yeah. like a '50s style. Oh, it's a nice guitar, and I'm a complete sucker for the scratch plate. I don't know if um, I'll show you before you go. I've got a, a HSH strap that is a white one with like a brownie scratch plate on it. Yeah, and I went to. Well, I didn't go to, but I found a guy in Italy still making these like old Bakelite style plastic project products and I said oh you've got to make me a scratch plate like that and it's it it's kind of not actually no it's not that similar to that one but it's sim it's similar in how unusual it is yeah so did you say your dad made you this scratch plate yeah he did um and uh has he got any more of that material would he make me one 
you know. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think he does actually have more of it. I'll ask him. Um, That'd be awesome. The uh, it's just brilliant looking. Yeah, I don't know what it's, it is. I don't know what I don't know what it is. My dad, my dad, uh, he's also a carpenter by trade, and mm-hmm. so being a musician and a carpenter, he he builds he builds guitars and puts puts together parts guitars. So he's got a stack of of um, of wacky. Uh, scratch plate material, and because because of the gold foils, and I'm a, I'm a massive Ry Cooter fan. Yeah. I kind of wanted this guitar. Is it, are we saying sorry. I'm not picking up your accent. Gold foils. Gold foil. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. It sounded a bit like gofos, and I was gofos. Thinking, That's <laughs> sorry. Like so good. My my Canadian <laughs> gummy mouth. <laughs> no, yeah. no, not at all. It's a bit got to the, So that's what you got to look at if you if you're looking for gold these foil. gold foil yes. pickups. Yeah. I'm gonna go and research those when you like. Yeah, this yeah, check them out. They're they're in like a uh, Harmony and Tysco mm. and uh, sort of all those budget guitars from mm. the '60s. Um, they just look awesome. <laughs> yeah, they look they look great, and they're I mean they're 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 kind of they're expensive now I think, um, but I mean look, but, you know, these ones came out of a out of a pair of guitars that came into my friend's shop in Saskatoon, and um, the guitar just wasn't worth fixing, and the yeah. people who brought them in. Didn't care. They, you know, was like, "Can yeah. you fix these or are these garbage?" And he said, "No, they're kind of garbage." So we just pulled the pickups out, and uh, and I think they're, they're worth like 200, 200 bucks Canadian. Wow. So they're they're uh, yeah, they're definitely uh, they're a hot t- topic right now. No, they're, gold, they're very gold at least at least in Canada they are. But um, yeah, so the story behind this is that uh, Ry Cooter's guitars kind of look uh, they kind of look like fancy dress or drag queens. So I kind of had to have the drag queen material. So I called my dad and said, "What's the gaudiest stuff you got?" I think that's fantastic. And, uh, yeah, so that's that's. No, that. I do like that. So let's go pedalboard. You sent me a picture. Uh, yeah. You texted me a picture the other day of, of your pedalboard, and I yeah. was uh, was very jealous. It looks, <laughs> it looks super cool. So tell it. Tell us what's on the board. Um, which I'm, is not what we've got now, by the way, because the board I'm guessing is, is somewhere on its way to your first gig. It's in, in the sky right now on its way we, to We should say, this is how much I appreciate Joey stopping off. So what he was supposed to do today was fly overnight from Canada into London, jump on another plane, fly to Glasgow to do a gig tomorrow. But he said, no, 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 just for you, Lee. I'll come to Guildford. I'll cancel my Glasgow flight. We'll reschedule it for later in the evening. So... This is how fresh does this man look for a guy who's basically it's been, been up all night, yeah, who hasn't had any sleep for about twenty four hours. So uh, anyway, no, so I'll I never tell my do, secret. I do appreciate you uh, coming in, but anyway, so yeah, the, the pedal board that we haven't got here, but that is somewhere in the sky at the moment. What, what's on that? Um, it starts with uh, a Dunlop volume pedal, the the big heavy duty mm-hmm. one, um, and then uh, goes into. Um, um, Dunlop Mini Wah, which I never ever use. I've got, we love the Dunlop Mini Wah. That's it's a great pedal, sounds mm. great, it's totally usable. I never use it. Just um, not a wah man. I want to be so bad, and that's why it's there, but... Uh, you should do, you know, I don't have a wah wah pedal, and ever, whenever I'm jamming with Rob, whenever there's a wah and I get break it out, I kind of, I'm completely useless. <laughs> but, but I literally, I just go, I sound so cool, it's just like, you know, yeah. like, what's not to like? It's, uh, I, I, I'm a big fan, I, I love... I love a lot of players who are, you know, who are known to use them. Uh, whenever one's on my pedal board, it just collects dust. Oh, so I actually just took it off, but not 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 because it's not a great pedal, but just because I don't use it. Um, and then uh, I've got three pedals made by a company uh, run by a friend of mine in Nashville called Mythos Pedals. Yes, I saw those with the big Greek god bearded the, the, yep, thing on the front. That's, that's, that's right. Cool. Zeus um, or Jesus depends on. 
could be. Who knows? Who you, yeah, you choose. Whatever. You choose Santa Claus. Yes. Um, yes, let's go politically correct. Let's that's say right. Santa Claus. That's right. <laughs> some superhero. Some names, uh, I don't know. Um, Aquaman. Um, and uh, yeah, so there's a there's a uh, an Octa uh, Octavia clone yeah. that um, I sort of commissioned him to make. Another I, pedal I that I rarely a, ever use. But I can't I just think love of a it. track on the album where you go all kind of octave fuzz on us. Uh, the solo Runaway Train. There's there's an right, octave okay. fuzz thing on there, uh, and and I don't I don't hardly ever use it except for every now and then. And I'm I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm yeah. a big big fan of that sound. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's um, it's got a couple of little uh, tweaks under the hood, but it's it's uh, the the octave sort of oscillating thing is foot switchable, so you can just go to a normal fuzz. Right. Yeah. Which sounds great. And then he builds a a, a blues breaker clone called the Daedalus. Okay. And then he's got a clone clone uh, called the Mjolnir. I think I'm. Wow. It's their well, wa wacky names. The world needs another clone clone. <laughs> the the world needs another clone yeah. clone. <laughs> But his is really good, and and I like I've been using it for a couple of years now, and uh, um, yeah, and then after that I've got a Strymon Mobius and a El Capstan. Yeah. Um, and the Mobius I use the the trims and the rotary. Yeah. Pretty much that's all I use. Stereo, I have an envelope filter. Kind of setup or. Yeah, <clears throat> uh, my pedal board is wired uh, stereo, but uh, oftentimes um, there's just not enough room on the stage for yeah. two amps. So I, I just sort of, I, I sum it down to mono and come out one of the yeah. outputs. And, yeah, cool. Yeah. And what were you, sorry, you said there was one, you just, I interrupted you and you said there was like one other thing on there. Or was the LK? Oh, I, the I've, I've got a, I've got a, no, I was just gonna say I have an envelope filter preset on oh, there wow. that, uh, that I only ever use when I accidentally bank up and turn <laughs> it on. And then I go to play a note and it goes, just goes, and then I realize what I've done. You can do that feet. Steely Dan solo from the song. I can't remember what it is now. Uh, uh, yeah, I know the you one. Know the one, one. Yeah. Elliot Randall one or something. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. So you can do that. Um, now, I know that there has been a... Um, you're a long-time Fender. You've got an old Fender Deluxe, haven't you? Like a pre-reverb. Uh, yeah, it's a 64 pre-reverb Deluxe. That was a gift from a student of mine. And, nice. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a it's a yeah. it's a kind of a funky story, but if anybody wants any lessons from me in return for a priest sort of reverb '64 deluxe, I can't do it. But come you on know. down, yeah, and come down. Music. I'll teach you everything. <laughs> everything I know. It'll take about 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, that's yeah, cool. and, and it's and it's a it's a great it's a great amp, and it, it's m the most reliable amp that I've had so far. It's that's you know, the problem with the old Fenders, isn't it? Is is you know is making sure that they're you know, yeah, we live up to, to sort of you know the touring rigors. Well, yeah, um, and Ariel has a '65 Deluxe Reverb that he used to take on the road, but doesn't because it just it just couldn't handle it. But mm -hmm. mine, it's mine's a tank. It just it's touch wood, <clears throat> touch wood. Find something wooden. Yeah, um, I yeah, but it's yeah, it's good. It's a, it's a really nice amp. And you just changed, well, not changed, but you're going to be using one of these whilst you're in the UK and maybe whilst yeah. you're back in Canada again. Yeah. What was it that appealed? Kind of about that. Uh, it's incredibly usable and it sounds amazing. It's uh, uh, yeah, I've been I've been using one at home now uh, for a few weeks, and uh, I mean it's everything everything you'd want from forty watts down to half a watt. It's it's incredibly usable. It sounds really great. It's portable. Travels like you know that's the thing with my deluxe is that I I, I mean I don't want to travel with it. I don't want to fly with it. Um, don't really want to take it in the van anymore because it has oh, yeah. been really good. It has been really good and really reliable. But keep it just, keep it just for a recording amp or something. Just like keep that. it at home. And I mean, it's it's an old friend, you know. Mm -hmm. Kind of want to. So so. Um, 
Yeah, but the the, the victory stuff is fantastic. Um, awesome. Yeah, big fan. So I I want to, you know, I basically want to be able to play guitar better. I'd love to be able to play guitar like you, uh, <laughs> or Pete for that matter, <laughs> or pretty much everybody I've ever interviewed in a Captain Meats video. Um, so. I mean, I'm I'm kind of interested in. Uh, do you have like routines that you go through stuff that, that or do you, do you just do you just go? I'm just going to sit and noodle and see where I go, or you know, are you a practice freak? I I'm a I, I, a little bit of both. I I do uh, <clears throat> um, spend a fair amount of time working on certain things and certain concepts, um, but I kind of like I kind of like my practice to to be sort of organic and creative. So. I'll set out to do something particular, and and you know if I get if I get sidetracked and drawn into a different direction, I just kind of go. I mean, I spend a fair amount of time working with a metronome because my time is pretty bad, um, or at least it's getting it's it's getting better. But I've been working at it. I've been working at it. So that's that's a part of my regime. You t teach me a have, have you got a slide here, Pete? I've got I, I've got a no, bunch. Of have you got you got a spare slide? Yeah, I got. I don't know. If I've, I've oh, got really? a I've got a Joey Landreth signature. You slide. haven't. Have oh, you? hello. What's the point of the little cutouty bit? So the the cutout is just like a you know oh, your, like an your, extra grip thing. Yeah, and then this this is kind of where it's at. Um, is that it lets you actually fully move your finger. Where you're like your hands open and closed, as opposed to, That's you know, really clever. That, Who that came little up with sort that? of like. Did you invent that? No, that was all him. That's. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I invented that. Yes, I did. That was <laughs> folks at home. I don't know if the cameras are on, but you that should was me. see. I think the cameras are on. Let's hope they are. Um, I don't know that. So you say this is rock slides. They're famous, aren't they? Rock slides. They're like. They're I'm they're sure. doing okay. They're, I mean, it's it's a it's I'm a thinking of something else. One man one man operation in Washington State. But I mean, like, I th uh, who's using them right now? P uh, Pete Anderson. Pete Anderson oh, is yeah. using them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, oh man, what is this? Look at that. Hey. Oh, and, and and oh, that's good. That's great. The one I so it's use got for. a terrible action. Uh, and it's probably and in a tuning that you're not comfortable with, and or maybe you are. are probably about eight hundred years old. <laughs> so, well, yeah, just finishing off on that slide. I, I, you'll have to try. And hopefully, this will come up in shot big enough. But it's it's got this really cool like recessed bit, so that because I was saying to Joey that that. I don't think I had the sort of the muscle strength in my little finger to play it, which which actually was what I wasn't really kind of being stupid. I genuinely, genuinely would feel more comfortable using the ring finger. Mm -hmm. But actually, if you use the ring finger to kind of uh, stabilize it, yeah, uh, it does work. So yeah. that's very cool. Yeah, they're 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 really well designed. There's a um, they're they're pretty thin walled, and yeah. then around the the very end of it, there's sort of a ring of thicker of thicker brass. So it's still got some weight on the end, uh, some mass, but um, but it's not a million pounds. So do you get a big commission every time you sell one of these? <laughs> dozens and dozens of dollars. Oh, fantastic. Go and buy yeah. a Joey Landreth single uh, signature. I have no, is this even working? What is this, Pete? I, it's... Pete, what's going on here? Pete? This is, uh, I'm going to need to join my So come on. So what am I? Am I what? I'm just an E, aren't I? I think it's an E. 
Yeah. So, so what would be a cool slide lick to play in in E-ish? <laughs> well, I mean, okay, just pretend that this is my twelfth fret. I mean, you're, you've got to do this one. Just one fret down. Yeah, half a step. So you just, you just... Yeah, there you go. I can't, do you know what? I, I've got pretty good vibrato just on, Yeah. You know, I, but, but that's really, I don't know, I mean, I, I'm impressed. You need pretty good control, don't you, to kind of do that sort of nice, uh, without, it, without it all sounding a bit frenetic, you know, so. Yeah. You got the right vibe. The, um, a, a big part of a big part of slide stuff I find for me is is uh, the muting, like because otherwise you know, like, be especially like you know on the at the twelfth, the the strings the strings will vibrate sympathetically behind the slide. So um, the third finger I use a lot for muting, like it's ah, okay. it's always dragging behind the slide, as opposed to like it actually will. Yes. So that's that's a big part of it. That's a really good tip because yeah. I, I, I definitely have never considered that. In fact, I'm probably not. Yeah, I'm still. It's a little weird to get used to. Yeah. Like you're you're kind of your pinky and your middle finger are just always kind of yeah. doing something together. Um, I wonder if I might sort of. There's nothing wrong with the ring finger. There's a lot of great slide players that do that. Yeah. But, so well, that's a cool. Get, teach me one other one. Well, what's a really good kind of like kit? You know, um, what's another really good one? Uh, that's another. That's another good. Sounds one. so good. <laughs> just sounds. I'm well, so, I, just, I mean, it's the uh, V40 212, and uh, <laughs> the. Uh, you, you're allowed uh, to say it. it's an analog it? man something which we don't sell, but uh, everybody seems to love. So it's uh, a Boss OD1. <laughs> It's a boss metal zone. That's that's, it is. It's a boss that's right. Metal but it's zone. a first generation. <laughs> Joey so. Landreth's signature boss metal zone. <laughs> yeah. That's right. uh, so okay. So the the that lick is. Uh, so that's that's on the third third fret. Yeah. And then so my left hand is muting, muting the bottom three strings. That way you're. You're kind of free to touch touch them without making a bunch of noise. You got so I'm just going. Uh, no, still okay. still to that third fret. Second string, third string, and then move the slide down two frets. Back up to the third fret, and then open. And then you could you could also go back to the open open third string for kind of an Elmore James thing. I practice that. Yeah, it's fun. Oh, it's just so good. It's, it's, I'm I'm forever kind of you know with the electric guitar. I love the fact that it. So many genres of music are played basically on fundamentally the same instrument, the same six strings. Yeah. Right. Um, but that, no, that is sounding. 
That's killer, killer. So you, you said you, you gave lessons. Does that, you know, do you still kind of end up having to supplement your kind of gigging income or are you Every kind of, is the then. band kind of doing okay now, bringing in if enough? The, the, the band is doing okay, but I still really enjoy to teach. Um, I, do you do I, Skype lessons? I do actually. It's like Skype lessons available. Yeah. Um, I'll, put, I'll put a link in the descriptions below. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my home address and my phone <laughs> number. Uh, um, but yeah, no, I really, I really enjoy it. And it kind of, I can feel like, you know, a lot of times if I'm working on something, you know, you can you kind of only interact with music in one way if you're always just playing and practicing with a metronome. And I find that a lot of times, like, you know, I'll just make sort of new discoveries as I'm trying to figure out yeah. a way to explain something to somebody else, yeah. you know. So I, I really I really do enjoy that from time to time. Oh, cool, man. Yeah. Not, not a whole lot of time to do it, but... I'm seeing something that we really should talk about. Oh, yeah. That is a really, really pretty looking... Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't know, like some sort of semi-acoustic, just... Yeah, it's it's kind of based loosely on uh, on a 335 S. This is a McConnell guitar built by a dear friend of mine, Jordan McConnell in Winnipeg, and he's a master acoustic guitar builder. There's um, a lot of acoustic. I'm just seeing you got a rosewood back and sides here, and yeah, spruce, it's spruce top, top. So it's very acoustic kind of. Yeah, it's it's pretty wacky and um, bare knuckle mules. I think. Yeah. Is what these are. I but, that, I'm surprised. I had you down as more of a nail bomb guy, but uh, <laughs> well, that's for my other band. That's a stunning, beautiful piece of rosewood on the fretboard. There, isn't it? Really lovely. Yeah. Yeah. He's a. Uh, He's a lovely builder, really knows what he's doing. Like, I like this detail as well. Taylor do that on some of their acoustics. It's that, that sort of chamfered the, top edge, you know. It's, it's, a, it's, a nice, uh, it's a nice touch. Not something that you would necessarily think about, but uh, once you kind of put the guitar in your lap mm. and you it's, it's nice to not have that hard edge. But it's a very, very well thought out instrument. And is this just a guitar that you, you take on tour as a backup, or are there certain songs that you always use this for? And... Yeah, certain songs. Um, this, this guitar is tuned to D. Sometimes it's tuned to E, but right now I, uh, um, I have a set of 14, 14 to 60s on it, so it's, mm -hmm. so it's in D. And uh, yeah, and that's, that's, that's pretty much it. It's a, there's, a, there's a couple of songs that I play in the set list. Um, that need humbuckers and and need you know need need sort of this feel, uh, yeah. Oh, so that's pretty much it. I'm kind of thinking that what we should do is we should say that by the time this video comes up, uh, you should, if you're very very lucky, uh, have only missed the first maybe one gig on the UK tour. Um, I'm fairly sure we won't get this video up in time to get the first one, but if we That's do, okay. if we do, you start on February 27th in Glasgow, yeah? That's right, yep. And you're here for how long? Uh, we go back to North America on the 9th of March. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I know Pete and myself and Mick are all going down to see the band in Winchester on the 7th, so that's nearly the last one, but you're playing everywhere from you're going down to Brighton, you're going... Uh, west over to Birmingham, Bristol, aren't you? Yeah. Birmingham. Yeah, we're we're all. I don't know off the top of my head, but if you go to www.thebroslandreth.com, bros, bros, b r o s, landreth.com, and uh, hit the shows tab, 
Yeah, I'll put a link one. again in the description below because you should go check it out. Uh, I think, um, and again, do go and see them. They're, uh, Joey's got a fantastic singing voice as well as, uh, in fact, I did. I meant to ask you on that. One last thing, singing and playing guitar at the same time, are you kind of BB King-esque on that one? That it's kind of like, <laughs> I have to do sort of like, I'll do, I'll do the singing bit and then I'll do the playing bit? Or are you, do you just literally, does it all come naturally and quite happy to do both? It's actually something that I've worked on quite uh, extensively, like actually spent uh, time practicing singing and playing at the same time, because right. it's really hard. What do you have to do? Do you have to make it so that you don't have to think about the lyrics and you can concentrate on the guitar, or do you have to get it to the point where you're not thinking about the guitar and you're thinking about the lyrics? Or? So I think it definitely, uh, guitar guitar gets sort of the short end of the stick and I go on autopilot, autopilot so, playing-wise. So literally but... autopilot on the guitar. And yeah. I would have thought, because I, I've tried, I've tried, only ever in my bedroom, I've tried to sing and play guitar at the same time, yeah. and it's just never happening. It's never happened. It's tough. So man. I, 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 you know what? I, I spent a bunch of time uh, uh, learning a couple Tower of Power songs right. and trying to play the rhythm guitar parts and sing at the same time. And I ended up having to like, like transcribe the, the, the rhythms of the vocal part and of the guitar part and put them against each other and look at how they sort of subdivided each other. And that was kind of like that. That was... Uh, there was sort of two songs that I did that with, and they were that was kind of the big, the big practice, and then everything else was like going and singing a Neil Young song you're, you're, was much easier. You're, you're talking like someone that must. Did you have quite a formal music education? Uh, nothing formal. I I, uh, I did study quite extensively right. uh, at one point in my life, but I never uh, I never did quite get. Did the Berkeley thing or anything like that? No, I wanted to. I really, yeah. really wanted to, but I just wound up getting on the road. So I've I've always studied on my own. Oh, fair enough. Pretty, well, look, pretty geeky about that. Um, I've, uh, it's been an absolute pleasure having you over in the UK. I cannot wait to come see the band and meet the rest of the guys. Um, massive good luck. I hope, I hope the Thank you very much. I hope, I hope the UK and everywhere else in the world discovers your music. And if you're, you know, if you love that kind of rootsy uh, guitar, bass, beautiful harmonies, if you love all that kind of stuff, please go and check the, the, the music out because it's very, very cool. Thank you very so much. So I think with this beautiful McConnell. Uh, semi-acoustic thing into this uh, wonderful analog man distortion pedal and into this f fantastical V40 guitar amplifier you should play us out sure
Thanks for listening to our latest podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit that subscribe button. See you next time. <laughs>